0: Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara, and today, this is just going to be a quick little episode, informational little tidbit about why artificial sweeteners should be avoided. I've had several reach out and ask questions saying that I talk a lot about giving up sugar and I do even mention that artificial sweeteners are not any better and should be avoided, but apparently I need to say more about why. So let's just start here. It actually has been said more than once by some of our food leaders out there and some of the organizations that we follow for our guidelines in terms of um, food and um, different disease state guidelines that low and no calorie sweeteners May play a useful role in helping people manage their overall calorie intake and meet the recommendations to resu- reduce excess sugar intake while maintaining the enjoyment of sweet tasting foods and drinks with fewer to no calories. However, they do not go without consequence, and we have lots of primary literature that means research that has been peer reviewed and you can find on sites like um, PubMed, um, to illustrate the dangers of artificial sweeteners. And before I get to those dangers, I just want to go over the current eight uh, approved artificial sweeteners that are on the market. And when I say approved, these are on the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's approval list. So uh, the first one is aspartame, which we all know is equal or NutraSweet. The second one is saccharin, which is sold as sweet and low or sugar twin. Sucralose, sold as Splenda. And this one will definitely come up later when we talk about artificial sweeteners raising your blood glucose. Uh, The fourth one is a sulfame potassium sold as Sunet and is often combined with saccharin. Stevia sold as Truvia, Purvia, Sweetleaf, and the only one of the top five actually made from a plant. Monk fruit is either sold as an a- extract or raw. Neotame sold as New Tame, which is 7,000 to 13,000 times sweeter than sugar, and Adventame, it's the newest and it it can be 20,000 times sweeter than sugar. And then on top of this are the sugar alcohols like mannitol, sorbitol, xylitol that contain about half the calories of sugar, but they are actual alcohol compounds and your body senses them as sweet, but eating too much of these can um, cause diarrhea and bloating GI distress. So... Back to the why. Why are they so bad? So lots of studies have shown that artificial sweeteners can actually contribute to weight gain by stimulating our appetite and increasing sugar cravings. And they also found that um, another study that was published in the Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care back in uh, 2020, I believe, found that artificial sweeteners actually result in the release of insulin from the pancreas which, uh, because it, they are mistaken as glucose. So sometimes our body can't tell the difference. And so you'll still have that release from the pancreas. So the whole point of reducing this insulin bump that you get is completely defeated. And, and not only that, but, um, This causes obviously an increase in levels of insulin in the blood, eventually leading to decreased receptor activity due to insulin resistance. So, um, you know, most of us out there, if we're gravitating towards artificial sweeteners are doing it because they're low to no calorie and you think you're doing yourself a solid by reducing those calories and reducing that actual sugar. But the reality is that your body might not be able to tell the difference depending on the type of chemical it is. Sucralose is one of the worst offenders about this. Um, And there are um, specific studies just on uh, sucralose itself and how it has been shown to actually raise your blood sugar after ingestion. So what else do I wanna say? So um, the other problem with artificial sweeteners is that they sort of, um, you know, so we talked about how the brain and, and the gut are connected and obviously our brain and our taste buds are connected. So it stands to reason that even if we're eating something sweet and it's not sugar, that it could cause the same amount or the same type of chemical downstream response. So when we have these intense sugar alternatives, we're training our palate to require an even higher threshold for sweetness. And so individuals who regularly Uh, consume a diet of sugar-free food and beverages are increasingly drawn towards sweets. And so it makes cravings even worse. So it actually makes it harder to wean yourself off of things like snacks, desserts, sodas, juices, candies. It doesn't matter if it's sugar-free or otherwise, because we're not breaking that cycle in the brain of that dopamine response from the sweetness. So that's really important to recognize, too, that, yes, there is a, um, you know, an insulin spike from some of them. But a part of this, too, is if you're going to try to go down a path of eating healthier, living healthier, and you want to break the chains, chains that have you attached to all the sugary food, the carbs, all these things that are causing cravings, then you actually have to start eliminate eliminating them from your diet to break that dopamine cycle. Because that's what's driving the craving, that's what's driving the reward, that's what's driving the cycle of Craving than reward, craving than reward. And so it's important that if we want to step away from a life that's um, over that we that also means artificial sweeteners. Now, there's been other studies out there that have shown that it actually uh, contributes to weight gain. So any of you out there looking to lose weight, if you're substituting with artificial sweeteners, again, not doing yourself any favors, they can actually contribute to increased body fat and higher BMI. We've already mentioned a poorly regulated blood sugar. They definitely alter the microbiome of the gut. And we know how important it is to balance and heal that microbiome in order to heal the rest of our body, which is also part of losing weight. You, we can't just lose a, you know, lose a few pounds. I mean, I guess we can. That's a whole how we got into this whole cycle of yo-yo dieting in the United States and across the Western world as we think that we can just drop a couple pounds for this event or swimsuit season, and then it's no big deal to go, you know, put a few back on and we could do this every year. This is our, this is what we, how we cycle in and out, yo-yo. But really, it's actually really hard on the body. It creates a resistance to weight loss. The more we do this, the harder it keeps becoming to lose this weight because there's hormone signaling involved. And all of this can be traced back to how healthy is our gut? How healthy is our microbiome? How balanced is it? How um, diverse in the microflora population is it? So it's important for us to foster a a balanced, healthy microbiome. And artificial sweeteners just don't do that. They actually change the the, um, composition and the interaction within the microbiome. And so that's important to be aware of and understand. And also there's an increased risk for stroke and heart disease. A recent study done by the American Heart Association reported that frequently consuming artificial sweetened beverages mid and late in life is associated with a higher risk of stroke. And in some of these things, like the heart disease and stroke, we don't know the exact etiology, meaning the pathway, the exact why, but we do know that there's an association. So we don't know the causation, but we know there's an association. And so I really want to make sure that we point that out too, that some of these would be able. To, like the sucralose, we've been able to study it specifically. And we know that it can increase the release of insulin from the pancreas and um, contribute to insulin resistance. But in when it comes to stroke and heart disease, we know there's an association, but we don't exactly know the, um, the deep underneath why yet. And of course, with all of these combined, you have an increased risk for metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a term that we use in healthcare that um, includes heart disease, diabetes, stroke, high cholesterol. So um, all of these factors are um, fat around the waistline, high triglyceride levels, low HDL, high blood sugar, high high blood pressure. All of these lead to this cascade. So we. We kept seeing this cascade of the same disease states and types associated and coming up together in in patients. And so finally, instead of constantly listing all of these as individual things, now we just call it metabolic syndrome. So if you have high blood sugar, if you have high blood pressure, if you have high cholesterol and you have fat around the waistline, you are considered to have metabolic syndrome. And so you are um, also considered to be at high risk for stroke, high risk for heart disease and heart attacks, and full-blown diabetes. And all of this is linked to artificial sweeteners. So like I said, this was short, sweet. I hope I answered some of your questions out there. Keep bringing in your questions. I love to know what you want to know more about and bringing you the answers. And so you can submit them at drlaramay.com forward slash contact, or there's a contact form on my website. Anywhere you see the little contact button, just click on that. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to hear more about. And I will answer your questions on these short and sweet episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we will catch you in the next episode. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May. Bye.